0: way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets a reason why we decided it's important to look at what's being discussed online i mean especially if it involves coffee from the hottest issues of trends for a daily social media minute we're joined by erica on the line good morning erica good
1: morning
0: all right so i'm very excited to talk about our first buzzword because i'm very invested in the story personally it's my go-to it's i'm so excited that there is a more variety to choose from when it comes to our coffee fix espresso bars, is apparently a big part of the coffee trend right here in korea
1: lena are you a big coffee person
0: um are you kidding me Oh. <laughs> Oh. my reliance You're obviously
1: very serious about your coffee. yes
0: unfortunately and i know at times that sounds incredibly snobby i really don't care coffee is is my only guilty pleasure i will drink plenty of it and i will always look for the best ones i can get my hands on in my local coffee chain stores <laughs>
1: Okay, so this latest trend is definitely good news for you. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out. (laughs) No, one of the many things that I noticed when I first arrived here in Korea, I mean, this was many years ago, but I graduated from high school in Milan, Italy. Um, uh, One of the things I noticed here that is that Koreans don't like to stand when they're eating, or they don't like to stand when they're drinking anything really. Koreans don't really like bar stools either. (laughs) We like to be properly seated. (laughs) We want our table. And also, Coffee, the word coffee, cafe in Italy and many other parts of Europe implies espresso. Mm. But here in Korea, when Koreans say they want coffee, they're mm. probably implying mm. probably an Americano, mm. you know, shot of espresso with hot water poured mm. over the top. Tatatan mm. uh, or hot in the cooler months <laughs> and iced or iced in the warmer months. And um yeah, the, the coffee culture here and uh, the coffee culture in Italy are very different. Uh, people do not idle around for hours over a cup of espresso in <laughs> Italy, for example, they walk into a bar, yes. they order a coffee, they gulp it down. It yeah. takes a few sips, um, and they're good to go. I mean, and, honestly, uh, it's in the
0: yeah. word itself, espresso. I think it's intended to be in just in just uh, taken quickly yeah. and to go about your daily routines, which is what espresso bars were designed for. I guess that's why the bar setting is perfect for the culture that you just talked about. Uh, maybe what Koreans originally loved about the coffee culture was to sit down and lounge and. Talk and have meetings, and kind of what these franchise coffee shops have actually made
1: a great deal of money on, perhaps. Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, we're talking about espresso bars here today, if you haven't guessed already. They have existed here in Korea for years as well, but uh, more than 70 of them have recently opened here in Seoul alone in the last three years, and uh, they have emerged as these new hotspots for coffee lovers, (laughs) Um, even in beloved travel destinations like Jeju-do and Busan. Oh, it sounds exciting to travel to Jeju-do by the beachside,
0: have a shot of espresso. That sounds uh, so dreamy. And it does look like social media is playing a pretty important role in popularizing this <laughs> latest coffee movement. If you've seen the stacks of espresso shot, uh, uh, little coffee cups. Yeah, that's it.
1: it gets me. <laughs> that's right. You know, Koreans are all about the the gamsong, how, do you, how do you translate gamsong? Gamsong. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm working on it. <laughs> come
0: um, song. Come song is
1: it, it means a lot of things actually. The,
0: the vibe, the vibe, uh, the feels, the aura. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and uh, some of these uh, espresso bars—they're really reminiscent of authentic Italian bars. Mm. Uh, they're characterized by wooden window frames, cha- uh, bar stools, outdoor tables. Some mm. even have lawns, and in short, they're offering their consumers a really Instagrammable mm. experience.
0: <laughs> that got our attention, and but the thing is, I do think coffee, uh, coffee game in Korea has been upping itself in recent years. We we talked about this third wave of coffee which which meant artisan coffee. I mean, these... Uh whether they're well-known brands or just local shops, they specialize in good coffee and nothing else, which meant that they didn't have plugs for your laptops. And they wanted you to come, have your coffee, and go, not lounge about. And maybe the natural progression is espresso bars. But here's the thing. I do think there is a perception around espresso as being too strong, uh, yeah. a little bit too difficult for novice coffee lovers. Uh, do, do you think it's, it's something that anyone can try out and, and maybe enjoy even at first sip <laughs>
1: um not really honestly <laughs> because you know the flavor and the aroma of uh espresso is really yeah. strong actually it's mm. really aromatic i love it personally mm. I, lo- I love strong copies. but uh many of these shops uh offer a range of different toppings mm. for their espresso drinks perhaps for the more novices like cocoa powder cinnamon whipped cream mm. And uh, like you mentioned, you go on Instagram and you'll find a bunch of photos and short videos even, with the hashtag uh, espresso cup stacking in Korean. <laughs> so Koreans are meticulously stacking these espresso cups mm. just for the photos. And uh, again, it's all about the song for Korean consumers. And I'm not exactly sure um, whether Koreans who visit these newly established uh, espresso bars are loving the coffee <laughs> or just the experience. Uh, I'm not even sure if the trend is here to stay. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see, you're right.
0: If, but I think it goes hand in hand with Koreans' uh, culture, right? I mean, I do think there are some overlaps between Koreans and Italians. Like we're used to getting things done quickly move along balli, balli. Balli, balli. Balli, balli right? yes it's 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 a thing it really is we have a song Eight two eight two. no really so <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. get the gist of it uh, then maybe the trend uh has a little bit to do with the fact that during the pandemic we couldn't travel i mean not to italy i mean i wasn't even traveling to digital island i wasn't going on a plane for crying out loud and now that the we're seeing sort of this light at the end of the tunnel i am wondering can this survive even when the pandemic is over we'll have to see how much does a cup of espresso go for at these establishments erica
1: uh, they're relatively cheap actually. They mm. hover uh, between 2001, 3001, which is roughly around $2 mm. per cup, mm-hmm. which is another key attraction uh, considering that uh, a regular cup of uh, Americano at those uh, large coffee franchises costs more than 4001.
0: <laughs> That's actually really interesting because all Americano is or Lungo is, is espresso shot and water and ice. Oh, so yeah. I'm paying 2001 for water and ice. That's pretty. Preposterous. But the Koreans love it. <laughs> Actually, I love it. What am I having this morning? Iced Americano. What did I Yay! have yesterday? <laughs> Iced Americano. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as you said, the fast paced culture of Italian style coffee goes maybe hand in hand with our palipari culture. Do you think it'll survive? <laughs>
1: You know, we'll have to wait and see. But in late March, one large convenience store chain installed uh, espresso machines at more than 13,000 of its locations. Whoa. One popular street cafe brand, run by a leading food company, launched an espresso bar on the first floor of the group's headquarters in Yangjedong, mm. in Seoul, uh, last September.
0: You know what we're really good at? We're also pali pali about adapting to new trends. Like, <laughs> once right. something becomes popular you'll see a surplus of this is how our dessert trends come and go and apparently it's applied to coffee as well i for one am yeah. very excited that it's here <laughs> uh, may 5th is just around the corner for us in Korea. we celebrate children's day on this occasion and it seems that national museums are holding special exhibitions in light of children's
1: day that's right. Um, May is also referred to as Family Month here in Korea. And this year is extra special because it marks the, the centennial mm. of Children's Day. Uh, children's Day was established back in 1922 mm. by Peng Jong Hwan, who was a children's rights activist. And he was also a pioneering children's literature writer as well.
0: That's right. So I guess it is also double the special occasion, a centennial anniversary. Uh, what kind of exhibits and events can families I look forward to them this month.
1: Ooh, lots. Uh, I have information <laughs> on some of them. Uh, the National Museum of Korea, for example, is going to hold a, a hands-on experience exhibition titled The Child in All of Us, uh, which starts today, in fact. And this exhibition is going to be held at the Special Exhibition Gallery of the Children's Museum. Mm-hmm. A total of 10 activities are going to be offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to invite families to share gifts and to exchange, you uh, know, You know, engage in dialogue, talk Mm. to each other. Mm. Um, An activity sheet and also a guidebook will be handed out in Korean, in English, and in Braille. Mm. And a more compact version of this uh, exhibition is also available virtually, of course, because we're living in the age of, well, we're just starting metaverses (laughs) on a neighbor's Zepedo platform. Mm. Uh, Five slots are going to be open every day, uh, each slot accommodating around 120 visitors, reservation are a must Mm. and you can make those reservations on the museum's website
0: that's only one of the many exhibitions you can check out let's take our listeners to the national folk museum of korea also operating on children's day
1: That's right. Uh, So the National Folk Museum is going to open something called Children's Day. Today the world is ours. And uh, it's a festival that features children's tales and literature written by Peng Dong hun There are also going to be a wide range of performances and games that visitors can enjoy all the way through until Sunday. Um, Festival schedules are available at the museum's official website. And uh, the National Folk Museum is also opening a special exhibition that highlights Uh, Peng Jong-Hwan's career and written works starting tomorrow. And again, you have to book in advance through the museum's website. Always book in advance before (laughs) you go check out these uh, special events. I have a couple more, actually. Mm -hmm. The National Museum of Korean Contemporary History is also holding a special exhibition titled We Are All Children at Heart, uh, which is going to run through for a little bit longer Mm -hmm. until July 17th. And And this exhibition presents over 300 archived materials, Mm -hmm. including photographs that document in detail uh, the historical events that involve children uh, over the past 100 years from all corners of the globe, not just here in Korea. And uh, one final exhibition I would like to introduce today is being hosted by the National Hangul Museum. Uh, It's presenting a special exhibit titled Singing the Colors, of Children's Hearts, starts uh, on May 10th, runs through till September 12th. So you have a bit of time to go to this particular one. Uh, This exhibit is divided into three sections that display records of uh, beloved children's songs from uh, Korea's history.
0: Isn't that so interesting? And I must say, they do a great deal of trying to capture the essence of these exhibitions, the child Uh, in all of us, so we are all children at heart. I don't know. That tugs at my heartstrings. Does it work for you guys? Yeah, of, course. of course, of course, Always a child at heart here. <laughs> Me too. And finally, on to our last story before we let you go, Erika. So I always thought this was kind of like a publicity gimmick, right? Whether it was good, well-intended or not, of course, that doesn't come into question. But I thought it was a one-time thing and it wouldn't survive over like a year, maybe two. But apparently it's sticking around. A U.S. professional yeah. baseball team. Wearing a uniform with the word kimchi
1: splashed across it, it's here to stay, apparently. splashed across it is correct, written in really bold letters in Hangul. And uh, this caught my attention because, I mean, it's for a good cause as well, I found out. Uh, We're talking about the MLB Interleague uh, League uh, AA team Montgomery Biscuits. They recently appeared at a game wearing a hat cap and uniform featuring the words kimchi written in Hangul. And on the baseball caps worn by the players, uh, there was a rather charming... Chinese cabbage character, uh, you know, the, the petu <laughs> okay, character, <got> you. <laughs> red pepper seasoning. Um, the Biscuits unfortunately lost the game that day mm. um, to the Mississippi Braves. But uh, they plan to wear the kimchi uniform again at another game scheduled for July 8th. So just in case our listeners are hearing about
0: it for the first time, look up the image because we're not exaggerating at all. It's big, bold letters. It's hard to miss. But what's the story here? You said there's even a good cause behind why they began even wearing this uniform form.
1: Yeah, so the Biscuits is a minor league AA team under the MLB Tampa Bay Rays with the Korean player chih man mm-hmm. And uh, they're based in Montgomery, Alabama, which hosts a number of South Korean companies and their plants, including Hyundai Motors' Alabama manufacturing plant, mm-hmm. which opened in 2005. And apparently the local residents' interest in Korea and the Korean culture has been growing mm-hmm. in recent years. And uh, the baseball club's website even reads, food is a good opportunity to experience a new culture.
0: (laughs) It really is. It's the most natural way to get to know a culture and an easier way to approach it too without the tough conversation. So how does Kimchi Uniform line up with their efforts?
1: So the kimchi uniform match was planned as a part of the Korean Cultural Heritage Night event, which was held in partnership with a nonprofit organization called AKEAP or Alabama Korea Education and Economic Partners. And these uniforms are put up for auction after each match, and the proceeds are delivered to this nonprofit organization.
0: Look at that! I had no idea. Oh. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, Erica, okay. for getting us all caught up. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.